This podcast is being recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to the elders past and present and acknowledge the ongoing connection to land, waters, and culture. Colonization and genocide are ongoing processes that still continue to this day. Sovereignty was never ceded, and this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hey, hey, welcome back to Ozpol Snackpod, the podcast where two of Australia's foremost political nobodies serve you up bite-sized chunks of Australian news and politics with a side of crispy memes. We are also the official podcast of the Ozpol Shitposting Facebook group. We are back for 2021. My Ooh. name is Zachless Snack. Yeah, it's terror. It's bad. Uh, <laughs> boo, boo, Zachless Snack. And also with me is uh, my friend, it's, it's confidant. <laughs> Remember? Okay, well. Sorry, yeah, I mean, the gun fuck there. me. Fuck my intro. Mm-hmm. Fuck me <laughs> fuck too. This year. Yeah. Honestly, it's been, I'm going to be honest. It's been absolutely lovely taking a break from the news for the past mm-hmm. two weeks. Agreed. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. I still heard about things that were happening. Uh, yeah, I saw a tweet I, I, that really summed it up the other day. It was, uh, want to feel old? It's still today. Um, and it's that, that has been 2021 so far. It 2021 has hit the ground running, news-wise. There's been a lot going on. Um once again, an, an amazing time to be a podcast that speaks <laughs> exclusively about Australian local <laughs> politics. But, um, <laughs> but we're back. We're back. We're bringing you some news. Um, and before we jump in, we wanted to say a very big thank you to a few people who signed up to our Patreon over the last couple of weeks while we were off. Big shouts to Molwen, Charles, Tom, Cole, and Olympus Mons. Hmm. Uh, and... Um, also probably worth pointing out that that puts us at 86 out of 100 patrons. We've set a new patron goal for ourselves. Uh, once we get to 100, we will be releasing a special extended remix version of the oh, Pulse Macpod theme song, shit. which I have been actually working on. Very uh, exciting you've stuff. You've, you've heard where it's up to. Yeah. You've heard how it's coming along. It's pretty sick, I gotta say. I'm, I'm already not disappointed. I'm I'm glad you feel that way. I thought we could whet the audience's appetite with a little preview mm-hmm. here. Um, let me just play that now. Cool. Just a little taster. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's like I mean it's a banger. That that little sample I feel like uh, people will love it. Um, <laughs> I can see your hype already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to shout out. Megapod, which uh, if you you know subscribe to our podcast, you saw it in the feed, but it was a collaboration that we did with um, three other podcasters from at least three other podcasts, um, and we talked about 2020. Uh, we attempted to sing. Uh, we made some predictions. Um, there was yeah, it it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Zach did a bunch, or all of the behind the scenes work. Um, some beautiful art from Travis. Great chats from Joe and from Leah, and I was also technically present. Um, so, yeah, I had a great time. I'm sorry for my performance on it, but uh, I hope, you know, thanks to those guys for uh, for having me on, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I think you were good. Thanks, it's all yeah. very cute. And, yeah, yeah, the art is fantastic. It's um, incredible, yeah. Every time I see it, I'm like, everybody looks so sexy in this. It's true. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Travis made everybody very sexy uh, Voltron pilots. Anyway... Mm-hmm. Um, check that one out if you haven't listened to it. Uh, before we jump into our first story, Noon, <laughs> we wanted to mention something that happened this week in Australian politics, which is that the leader of the opposition was in a car crash. Yeah. And um, I, like, don't particularly feel the need to make any jokes about it, um, hmm. but it also <laughs> would seem weird to not mention it as an Australian political podcast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He seems fine, but is in hospital. So I I feel like it's okay to make jokes, which probably some people are. Yeah, yeah. The one that I liked was that he was never in danger of breaking his spine because he doesn't have one. So, but yeah, I feel like that's the gimme. That's the slam dunk. Uh um, Albo car crash joke, and that's what you get here is entry level humor. Well, it's never leave the easy gag. Mm -hmm. Um, 
if you can help it, uh, is yes, yeah, the Osborne snack pod philosophy. Philosophy. Um, I one thing I found weird was that all of the news reports very specifically mentioned that the other car was a Range Rover, hmm. like as if that's I don't know, like it makes it scarier or something. I, I just yeah. don't know why it was this. Why it's well, I'm pretty sure detail. you're way more likely to be injured or killed if the other car is like a four wheel drive. Hmm. Okay. All right. I'll, and yours isn't. I'll cop that. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm, of, um... not, I'm not an expert on crash mechanics or anything, but yeah, that's. Well, it really seems like you are. Mm. So it's all relative, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> relative to me, you're an expert on pretty much everything. Um, but why don't we get into our first story? Yeah, so uh, I want to talk about Coronas, uh, but Zach has uh, added a little note here. Um... <laughs> yeah, I just. Uh... <laughs> We covered off our favorite memes uh, in our last episode, uh, our favorite memes of 2020, favorite gags. And there's one that I just I missed out and I really wanted to put in here, which I thought, you know, it just has a sentiment that regardless of your p- political affiliation or your feelings about, you know, 2020 or 2021, uh-huh. something that we can all get behind. Yeah. Um, why don't we just play that clip? Uh-huh. This one is for the fucking corona. Wow, it just keeps going. I, yeah, the anthem. Well, I mean, the anthem of 2020 is uh, everybody knows, as we can all agree. Um, but uh, speaking of uh, fuck the corona, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> feels a bit weird to go back to just talking about actual things happening after just you know remembering that that you've dance been transported. Party yeah. <laughs> Musical music to the, festival yeah, to nightmare. the COVID safe hardstyle <laughs> rave, um, which if you haven't, we'll put a link. I'm going to put a link to that video in there. Got to watch the whole thing. It, it just have, keeps going, and it's because it keeps cutting to the audience who are all like pimply faced eighteen year olds standing trying in... to have a great time on pingers, but like, <laughs> but you're only allowed to have one friend in your circle because it's a COVID safe festival. It's just the most incredible, incredible video yeah yeah uh which you know is actually kind of a good segue into what is going on in brisbane because you're only allowed two other people in your house because brisbane is in lockdown after a hotel quarantine breach um a hotel cleaner has tested positive for a coronavirus and it appears to be the quote british strain um and this is a sidebar because i <laughs> i don't really uh, whatever yeah the, the british strain like there's been some theorizing that it's just a way to explain that the government has been bad at dealing with the outbreak, but it seems like there is a legitimate, like actual different strain. That's like a normal thing for viruses. And there are these two tweets from this guy, Roger Helmer, who is a British MP. Um, is he uh, not a member of the European parliament? Looking he at his... was until 2017. So yeah, okay. he, he, he was a conservative and then he was a member of the European parliament. And then he was a member of the United Kingdom independence party and like pushed the leave vote. So that's, you know, yeah, Mm. clearly someone who always follows his own principles and words. Um, But these two tweets, um, there's one from a few months ago saying, oh, for heaven's sake, the phrase Chinese virus is clear, comprehensible, accurate, and fact-based. Time for the snowflakes to go home. Let the rest of us speak our own language. And then there's one from like a week ago saying, can we please stop to referring to the new variant COVID as quote, originating in the UK. It was first identified in the UK, which is an entirely different thing. Very funny. Yeah. (laughs) Roger Helmer sowing. Fuck yeah. Yes. Roger Helmer <laughs> reaping. Well, this sucks. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Um, yeah, and like uh, the thing with the, the, the British strain is that it's meant to be more infectious, uh, which is a common pattern for infectious diseases to become more infectious and less deadly, which is why syphilis no longer melts your flesh off your face. Um, but uh, yeah, Brisbane is now in pretty severe lockdown uh, for the next couple of days because, yeah, and residents of several suburbs are in like the full stay at home lockdown from Friday mm. evening until Monday evening. They're only allowed to leave for like, you know, the four specific reasons or whatever if you are in brisbane don't listen to ospol snack pod for your legal advice about what you're allowed to do but uh yeah uh cafes pubs bars good restaurants ad- that's that is good advice though yeah yeah do listen to us when we say not to yeah not to um yes, yeah. yeah lots of businesses uh and places of worship and apparently correctional facilities will be closed during this period which i assume means no visitors to correctional facilities not that they yes. will abolish jails for the next four days yeah yeah, um, no, it's one of the first things that every state does when they yeah. lock, like, any fucking excuse to, yeah, to strip away the, like, very further, few yeah. rights that people in prison have. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Um, so, yeah, and businesses that are open, like supermarkets or whatever, will have maximum numbers of people per space, and there are mandatory masks whenever you're out of your house, uh, including, for example, while you're driving alone in your car, apparently you're still required to wear a mask, and while mm. exercising. So, um... Uh, it's likely that after Monday or like by the time these like couple of days restrictions are up, there'll be more systematic and considered restrictions, which might be broader or narrower and probably will let you like take your mask off for jogging or whatever or while you're driving alone. But yeah, um, there's been some worries about hoarding and like supermarket shortages. So there's been restrictions on purchases. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what's up in Brisbane. Um, but just generally over the last month or so that we've been not recording the show, there's been a bunch of outbreaks in New South Wales. Um, and Victoria, Western Australia and South Australia have all closed their borders to anyone who's been there. Um, and, you know, you need exemptions for, for border crossings. Um, and I just wanted to highlight one thing, uh, which is that some of these infections happened at a cricket, map, uh, cricket match at the SCG. Um, and, like surprising no one because there was like a, a crowd at the cricket but what's even more fucked is that well, sort of is that they were doing coronavirus test swabs at the cricket um which is a like galaxy brain public health measure um there were photos of it just like set up like a clinic at the scg you could, like go get your light beer and your vegan meat pie and a, <laughs> a swab up your nose and then go back to the stands um and, like, if that is where you're testing people, something has already gone severely wrong. A little bit late in the chain there. Like, surely the only way that that could be responsible is testing people and then turning them away. Telling them to the leave. result comes back. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, I mean, the general... Like, I haven't been keeping up with this super closely hmm. because, as I say, I've been trying to stay away from the news. But the general consensus seems to be that New South Wales is maybe being a bit cavalier with restrictions. Like, yes. I mean, they're, they're obviously not locking down anywhere near as hard yeah. as, as Brisbane. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I guess the other sort of major bit of corona news is that Job Seeker and Job Keeper have been cut even further, um, you know, according to the government schedule. Uh, it's going to go down to the, the Job Seeker supplement will go down to zero. Uh, at the end of March. Um, so this, the new start will be, uh, or job seeker will be returned to its original rate. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we've talked about this at multiple points, but mm. uh, we don't have a whole lot to say about it other than it's more of the same cruel and horrifying war on the most vulnerable people in our society. Mm-hmm. I've got a tweet here from Jeremy Poxon, who um, has like a, a link to a Nine News article titled, Couples say they, quote, won't survive as job seeker payment slashed. And Jeremy says, at the point of the crisis now where unemployed people are going on breakfast TV to say, hi, we're literally going to die. Um, so, yep. That's the situation that we're in. Um, speaking about the border closures a moment ago uh why don't you play this thing for our next brief segment you fucked up i'm not sure if we've awarded a ufu to to lyle sheldon but i think we probably have we've oh, definitely given him a blessed take uh yeah but he, he you probably remember him as being a 
conservative Christian bigot who hates gays. Uh, and also because people tell him to eat shit, Lyle. Um, mm. you, there was that great uh, duo of tweets. Who the hell is Lyle? Eat shit, Lyle. Like a minute apart. It's great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Lyle Shelton tweeted, Sneaky run across the border and back. Avoided the CCP virus. Virus emoji. Police. Um, just like, uh, just calling them CCP virus police is just... Uh, uh. Jesus Christ. Um, and in response to this, the Queensland police tweeted, we are aware of this tweet and making further inquiries. Um, and it turns out he had a border pass and was just like literally doing it for the gram or the tweets in this case. And the, the cops it's were like, I don't so know pathetic. why he tweeted this at us. It seems like an attempt at a joke, but it was bad. Um, like... Oh yeah, he's such an anti-establishment totally. rebel. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sneaking across I'm the border. The CCP police. Cut to five days earlier, him filling out the border form <laughs> on the phone to the police. Like, thank you so much for organising this for me. They can't even handle what a rebellious free thinker I am. <laughs> uh, he's yeah, he's just he's. I mean, you know, it's no surprise that he's chronically full of shit. That is. Mm-hmm. 100% his jam. Uh, time to move on? Mm-hmm. All right. Fashy Australia. So this is something that happened a couple of weeks ago um, while we weren't recording that I wanted to, to just cover quickly, mm. um, which is a group of around 60 refugees and people seeking asylum that, who have been imprisoned by the Australian government in uh, the Mantra Hotel in Preston, in Victoria, uh, after being medivaced. They've been held there for over a year. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Australian Border Force, with the help of heaps of Victorian cops, moved the detainees to a different hotel, the Park Hotel on Swanston Street in Carlton, which is formerly known as Ridges, the Ridges Hotel mm-hmm. in Swanston, which was um, the site of like the first major hotel quarantine breach. Wow. In Victoria last year. Huh. So I don't know what's going on with the management there. I mean, I'm assuming mm. they've like changed their name in the wake of being sure, you know, yeah. at the center of the hotel quarantine breach, but now they're like also a prison. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> they clearly just like are a hotel that goes for government tenders for fucking literally anything. Um, yeah, apparently. Mm. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, you know, they moved from a, a relatively like, you know, I mean, it's still central, but relatively suburban part of Melbourne yeah. into uh, into basically the heart of the city. So I don't know if you know what the kind of rationale there from hmm. the from border force is, but I'm assuming it's like basically easier to police them there, and it's like a busier, like it's harder to block off that street because it's relative. It's a quite a main road. There are trams running down it and that kind of thing. So yeah, so I'm not totally sure what they're like specific Mm. like reason for moving them to park hotel is but in any event it seems the detainees weren't weren't told anything about where they were being moved to until Mm. they were actually being moved which you know they saw like masses of cops rock up and put their like belongings in a giant bus and like you know like imagine what would be going through your head at that moment like yeah anyway so while they were being moved six protesters were arrested protesting outside the mantra hotel new rolling protest has been set up outside park hotel i drove past it the other day they had signs saying you know honk to support refugees so i leaned on the horn for a while mm-hmm. um and uh yeah i mean those people are doing great work really staunch have been out there for ages uh i've also been following one of the detainees mustafa Azmitaba, who's known as moz for short been following him on twitter um and the constant pro the constant presence of those protesters uh, outside the hotel really does seem to give these detainees hope. It really mm. makes them feel like they haven't been forgotten. You know, he's posted lots of photos and videos of his view of the protests from the hotel. Cool. Uh, and it seems to really mean a lot. So uh, solidarity with those protesters who are doing that work. But yeah, I mean, I mentioned earlier that like, I don't really know what the specific rationale for moving mm. the detainees to this uh, different hotel is but it seems to me that the broader purpose is 
to is contributing to the, this fiction that these detainees are these like highly dangerous enemies of the state that you know they need to be moved by like dozens and dozens of cops included like including like mounted cops they need mm. all this sort of military might to protect protect the community from these dangerous people and it's part of broadcasting the brutality of our deten- of our immigration detention system mm. which as we know is really the whole point like that's of all of these all- things is just to like be, be as publicly and loudly cruel as we can be exactly uh, in the it- misguided belief that that will discourage people from fleeing situations where their lives are in danger yeah like, yeah th- just ridiculous yeah um i've got a quote here from an sbs article which who which quotes moz who said that the windows at park hotel are tinted meaning that he can see people outside but they cannot see him at mantra the previous hotel i had a window and i could see the people outside smiling at us waving at us here there is no window I think this is one of their plans for us not to be seen by people. They want people in Australia not to see our faces. Um, yeah, the yep. cruelty is the point. Yep. Um, Moz also tweeted something that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, he said, the language of this systemic racism is very clear. Calling this place a hotel mm. plays into the government system of oppression by hiding the real situation. Mm. Which I thought was a, yeah, it was a great point. So, yep. you know, maybe it's not the Park Hotel on Swanston... Maybe it's the park prison or the park detention facility on Swanston. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good point. The idea that, like, what the building says on the outside matters when what's happening there is, like, what, what determines it its role. Like, yeah. it is it is a prison. Yeah, like, that doesn't change because yeah. it's co- it's got a sign on the it front. Says, or, like, it says Park Hotel on the front, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, if you're in Victoria and you want to get involved with those uh, rolling protests, look up the Refugee Action Collective and uh, on, on Facebook, there's various events that you can go and uh, get involved with, which I recommend. Um, and just while we are talking about people being imprisoned by Australia in our uh, immigration detention system, uh, one other thing I wanted to note, note which was um, that two days ago, detainees who were imprisoned on Christmas Island have set a bunch of buildings on fire, climbed on roofs, and in general done what the media describe as uh, rioting, uh-huh. which is language I think that there's like some dispute around, I guess because the term riot has negative connotations. Alternative language that's been suggested is to call these kinds of things an uprising mm. as opposed to a riot. Personally, I think like riot isn't a bad thing like sure, sure yeah. like right um, as language of the oppressed and all that stuff yeah it, exactly i mean i think it's as like a tactic it's obviously been uh, maligned and is and could never deliberately be because by it's the very state. effective yeah yeah exactly um yeah. but i don't know if that necessarily makes it bad to describe anyway if you've got thoughts yeah, on yeah. it, listen right in I'd love to hear Send us a potluck and anyway so far there have been no reports of any injuries to staff or detainees um but yeah there's over 200 people currently imprisoned on christmas island uh, in the immigration detention system and uh, i've got a quote here from a 22 year old detainee called ray who said that the uprising started because the prisoner's request to stage a peaceful protest Mm. was denied he said this to the guardian everybody wants to be reunited with their family and this is how we get treated it's mental torture When they turn us down for our peaceful protest, everyone just had enough of all the empty negotiations and empty words. We always tell them what needs to be fixed on the island, and we're always ignored. We're locked inside our compound for 22 hours a day. All our movements here are controlled. Everything is locked down, and we get escorted from building to building like prisoners. It's worse than jail. Hmm. In jail, you know when you can go home. In detention, they don't have a time frame for you to go home. You wait around, and you don't know what's happening. Um, but in the midst of all this, you know, these, uh, detainees have, uh, are, are resisting. They're saying we've had enough, fuck this. Uh, and I've got a clip here that I wanted to play from a video that was taken by a detainee, uh, of the uprising or riots, which is, you can see sort of burning buildings in the background and someone walking along the roof of the compound dragging, I think what looks like a mattress, but, um, why don't we play that clip? Yep. 
wholesome yeah i mean i think even in in this like in the face of this brutal oppression by the australian government these people not only resisting but also like finding light Mm. and humor in in that resistance as well i found it really inspiring i think it's it's incredible it reminds me of watching um you know unicorn riot uh covering the riots in uh, minneapolis Mm. and like there was just this like chill kickback watch the fire burn vibe um mm. and like people would come past and play music or like just have a chat or like hand out candy and stuff it was just like a nice time people connecting but like in the midst of this yeah insurrectionary moment um yeah i think yeah yeah well it's i think that's the idea part of the what i guess we're conditioned to think about the idea of a riot that it's just like this violent free for all mm. where, you know, people have absolutely no scruples or they don't care for each other at all. There's just like mindless destruction. Yeah. And, you know, when you look closer, what you find is people excited to be working together to express themselves against an extremely fucked up system. And yeah, singing, singing together because, yeah. you know, it's like, it's actually, it's a moment of hope for these people. So yeah, I I thought that was quite um, a moving clip from that uh, from that uprising, and uh, we'll follow that story as it develops. But um, it seems like things have pretty much died down over the last couple of days. Cool. Thanks for those, Zach. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, sad and difficult stories, but um, nice to see a little bit of yeah dignity and power in the hands of the, those people in detention. Yeah. Um, now I want to move on to our First Nations story, which uh, I think we both felt a little bit bad about this being our First Nations story. But as no doubt our listeners have heard, um, our Prime Minister Scott Morrison has solved racism. Um, he officially changed uh, the first, uh, well, yeah, the, the opening lines of the national anthem for "For We Are Young and Free" to "For We Are One and Free." And um, wait, 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 wait. Say that again. I know it's it's pretty revolutionary. To it, it was actually just that one word "young" that caused all of the racist shit in this colonial genocidal outgrowth of the British Empire. That is so elegant. That is so such a beautiful solution. Plus, now all snack pod listeners can feel free to get dreadlocks without it being hashtag problematic. So, you know, it's <laughs> it's really a great move by Scott Morrison. No, but, like, to be honest, when I first saw it, I thought it was an anti-ageism thing. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Has the, like, reti- Retirees Association been, uh, like, pushing this? For- yeah, well, they do. They liter- They legitimately do. But have they been pushing this for, like, 12 years uh, and, and that Scott Morrison has finally caved. But no, it was just the silliest attempt at tokenistic anti-racist bullshit that anyone has ever even dared to imagine. Because apparently, And of young... course it was endorsed across the political spectrum in this extremely <laughs> right. silly settler colony. So silly. Total bipartisanship on issues of doing absolutely nothing very symbolically for First Nations people. Yeah, absolutely. And and there was this op-ed that, that Morrison wrote in the Sydney Morning Herald. He said, Australia is a modern nation, maybe relatively young, but our country's story is ancient, as, as are the stories of the many First Nations peoples whose stewardship we rightly acknowledge and respect. It, it put me in mind of this amazing bit of stand-up from Amir Rahman uh, about, uh, from a, a show called Fear of a Brown Planet um, that I think just sums it up excellently. So why don't we listen to him explain why this is fucked they do this thing like every single australia there right they have the official celebration of parliament house and near the beginning they find some aboriginal people to do like some welcome ceremony or something and then they say this thing that like makes my stomach turn they're looking at the camera and the presenter always goes we thank our indigenous australians for the special role that they play in our history 
And it makes me want to vomit. It's horrible, right? Because, all right, if you're going to take the Holocaust of someone else's civilization and turn that into a national holiday and teach your kids that that's a happy time of the year, that's fine. I'm not going to judge you. I'm lying. I hate you. <laughs> but the people you destroy, like, why do you expect them to celebrate with you? Like, why do you make them be part of the celebration? That's sick. That's so cold-hearted. That's psychologically, that's a sick thing to do. That's crazy. That's so crazy. That's like ringing up a bunch of Jewish people and going, Hey guys, we were just going to throw a party for Adolf Hitler's birthday. And we were just wondering whether you guys would like to come along and do a little song and dance to kick everything off. Is that cool with you? Are you interested in that? Because you're an important part of the story. It, it also, this whole young one thing, like... It's so particularly gross and offensive in that way that Amir Rahman says, but like mm. also it reminds me of the recognize campaign and the critiques that we've had about the like uh the, the um voice to parliament and, and so on. Mm. Um that like it forces First Nations people to participate in the Australian colonial project of destroying them. And it reminded me of this thing yeah, I had. We right, a- we we acknowledge and respect the First Nations people. We won't actually do anything material land back no 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 but acknowledge Steal children yes uh destroy cultural heritage yes uh over incarcerate yes any uh, but but respect but you'll you'll yes. note the respect with which this is done yeah. and the acknowledgement and i'm sorry this is just i've got a, like a whole lot of side thoughts this reminds me of but i've been listening to this show called why theory um and they were talking about the issue with diversity hiring and it 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 forces the like quote-unquote diverse hirees like the people of color or the queer people or whatever to then be like visibly not oppressed and to perform their non-oppressedness so that they can justify the institution that's hired them mm. and like endorse that yes we are diverse i am here being diverse and like that's like a whole lot of extra whatever yeah it, it, it's forcing people to participate in, in violence against themselves um yeah. But there has been some good posting about this. Uh, one that I liked was, it's a great way to put fuck off where full and fit in or fuck off in one sentence. Um, Is that from uh, Tom Tanaki? Uh, yeah, I think so, but I, I, I feel, I've seen it a few places. Um, and one from Nadine Von Cohen, fuck yeah, change every word to Gert. Uh, and a bunch of other Gert posting. Um, AJ Lawson did, um, you know, Gert by... Nine Inch Nail or whoever it is, um, <laughs> Nick Young. Is Nick Young? Oh, whatever. Yeah, it's it's Nine Inch Nails. Uh, yeah, that was, it was the cover version. Yeah, by the Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Yeah, I'm gonna get flamed Nick, by Nick I don't Young. Know, Are you trying to say Neil Young? Possibly, I was trying to say Nick Cave. Um, <laughs> this is what happens when your entire musical identity is based off listening to Weird Al. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. and, sorry, and. <laughs> And Scar. <laughs> uh-huh. Which, there's a bit of overlap there. Weird Al does a lot of polka, which is basically Jewish Scar. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, look, I know my complete lack of musical knowledge is pretty bad, but now we have a blurst take. It was the best of takes. It was the blurst of takes. You stupid monkey. <laughs> yeah, it's even worse than that. Um, Significantly it- worse, if I may say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> you may. Uh, it's going out to Mark Latham, and I try not to give Blur's take to him too often because, mm. honestly, it's just pretty lazy. Like, he is a fucking bad take machine. That is his PR model. He just it's says... It's his raison d'etre, yeah. Yeah, he just says outrageous shit to get a rise from people. And, you know, on top of that, a lot of what he says is just, like, too harmful and disgusting to repeat. Mm. You know, mm. he's just... He's just a flaming bag of shit. Yeah. yeah. But this one really got me. Uh, he tweeted... 2020 marked a low point for animal justice in New South Wales. The Animal Justice Party voted dozens of times in the New South Wales Upper House for 100% renewable energy, condemning millions of birds to a cruel death, chopped to pieces by windmill blades. Mm-hmm. Um, so, have a look. I will say this. Yes, birds do get killed by wind farms. It's more like a few thousand a year, though, probably. Also... 
they tend to get like crushed or bludgeoned rather than cut to pieces. Right. The, but the uh, image that he's mm. creating is of a bird flying through the air, getting chopped in half by a windmill blade, and then getting chopped again by like the, by the, blade the next coming one coming again. by. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what Mark Leifman <laughs> is picturing in his head. Uh, but Noon, I'll give you one guess. What form of energy production kills way more birds than wind? It's very easy, Zach. It's obviously solar. Well, that's the one incorrect answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. Well, although maybe, um, I don't know if water... Uh, what's Like the, hydro, you know, hydro or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> water uh, power. <laughs> I'm such a good science guy. Um, yeah, the hydro might kill less, but I couldn't find numbers for hydro. <laughs> but yes, Noon... Presumably, what you would have said had you not been <laughs> trying to do a joke is coal. You would you would have been correct. yeah yeah, um, yeah coal and pretty much everything else. Um, we don't really have good numbers uh, from Australia in this, so I'm going to have to use some US sources. And these sure. aren't super solid; they're kind of drawn from a whole bunch of different places, and there are wildly varying estimates. But mm-hmm, in general, mm-hmm. wind estimated between 140 and 328 thousand birds a year killed. Okay. Oil and gas, few, I guess. Between an estimated half to a million birds. Cool. In a year. Cool. Okay, so like at the lowest estimates, like easily more than double. Yes. And coal, roughly 7.9 million birds. Fuck me. Um, that, Fuck uh, to be fair, that that. <laughs> yeah. To be <laughs> fair, that that's a life cycle estimate. So it's including sure. mining, production, and also accounting for climate change as well. Right, right, which, right. You know. That is kind of the big one here. Climate change is worse for birds than windmills. You <laughs> fucking wet sock. I don't... Anyway. Uh, uh, also, I feel like this number, like, I don't... Again, you said it's from a few different sources, so, like, I'm not, not trying to hold you to these numbers or anything, but, like, most of our power generation comes from coal, so maybe there's, like, a proportional issue, but it, whatever. It's still clearly very ridiculous. It's And, like... Those all pale in comparison to, for example, buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cities existing. 600 yeah. million birds a year. Or cats. <laughs> 2.4 billion a year Whoa. birds killed in the yeah, US. Holy so shit. little reminder to keep your cats inside. Yes. Because um, they kill wildlife. But, yeah, but, but yes, it, it like, at my you know, wind is not nearly as big of a killer of birds and wildlife as other forms of energy, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. a problem. It's and mm-hmm. and it's an acknowledged problem with wind power, and it's something that the industry is actually actively trying to find solutions for. And a number of them are very neat and cool. Yeah. For yeah. example, uh, researchers, I think it was in Norway, uh, figured out that painting one blade on a windmill black massively reduces the number of birds who fly sure. into it basically because of the way that birds eyes work you know they're on the side of their head not the front and so they don't have very good binocular vision and right. so they don't register like windmill windmills as anything more than just like a motion blur but with a bit of black paint add the contrast they fly they're around like, oh there's a big thing going around there maybe i'll not fly through it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> one of the other things that uh I, that they've been trying is um tilling the soil around the base of the windmills which makes it look like there isn't any prey there so birds don't go hunting in that area Hmm. which i thought was an interesting uh approach uh bats are another big problem with uh you know wind farms uh they chop up bats as well as birds in worse in some cases uh, or crush as the case may be and one of the neat solutions that has been come up with for that is to uh, have an audio device emitting a frequency that jams bats' echolocation, um, but cool. only in this very specific radius of the like windmill blades itself. I know you just that. said that, but that will absolutely cause many more windmills, like sub audio conspiracy theories. <laughs> but like, I mean, it's still a good idea anyway. Like, nothing's <laughs> going to stop them doing that. Like, we shouldn't really account for conspiracy theorists when we plan well, that's, our and like, that's ecological all that this development. Is. Yeah. This is another wind farm conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, there's all these, like, basically... I, these. In- I on. would just like to suggest we should look into whether wacky whaling inflatable arm tube men can keep birds away from windmills. Uh, I realize you just like got a yourself a $3 depush- million dollar grant, my friend. <laughs> Churching. <laughs> Get researching. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of these, like, methods of reducing the amount of birds that windmills kill 
are pretty they're, like they're non-destructive. They're environmentally friendly. They're they're inexpensive. They're all pretty like cool, and some of them are very effective. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you were trying to reduce the amount of fatalities, bird fatalities <laughs> caused by coal, yeah, what are you going to do? Stop mining and burning coal? No, because... look, okay. How about if instead of burning the coal, we instead collect energy from the sun in the form of wind moving around the planet? Hmm. I think that might solve the problem. <laughs> uh, I'm <laughs> retracting your research grant. Cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, that was a really bad take from Mark Waifu, uh, yeah. which and one of his more amusing ones. Uh, and I feel sorry for the staffer that had to type it out. I don't really feel sorry for them. Quit your job. Jesus Christ. All right, and now it's time for... Shitpost of the... Whoa, 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 whoa. No, not quite. We've just got some Shitpost of the Week runners-up first. Uh, <laughs> we, so... <laughs> we, we do, Nude. Why don't you take us through those? <laughs> um. So... First off, I wanted to shout out John Rice Wheaton, who has made two more extremely good Bevan-related memes that Zach vetoed. He said, we can't give John more shitposts of the week for more <laughs> Bevan memes, but they were very funny. And they I were very good. Both. Yeah. Um, also, uh, shout outs to Tom McLean, one of our pals from the Not Good Enough podcast, who similar vibe to us, comedy Australian news roundup podcast. Give him a listen. We both did guest spots on there. Um, and yeah, so he did a what if Leaper was good actually post, um, which was a really depressing series of images of like Labour <laughs> campaign ads, but if they had good policies. And it, like they weren't like radical policies. It was like, we will increase the new start to this much. And like just like pretty basic. Really easy of, stuff you really could just easy. do. Yeah. And it was so upsetting to look at because they were so achievable and yet so far away. Yeah, so, um, mm. yeah, thanks for making us all live through that depressing fantasy world, Tom. Um, and this one, uh, I wanted to give shitpost of the week to, but it turns out it was from, like, six months ago. Um, and this was a series of tweets uh, between at Verbalizer, who was asking what her next tattoo should be, and um, Van Badham, who was, at the time this was screenshotted, had the name of the handle, anti-fascist, comma, Van Badham. She said, sorry, I know we weren't going to go into detail about this, but she was like, don't get another tattoo. If you want to be part of creating a permanent thing of beauty, spend your tattoo money on building a grove of trees. And she just continued doing that. So anyway, shout out to Ness for for reposting this. read the rest of it. Okay, okay. Yeah, she's not getting off the hook. Yeah, we've come this far. Verbalizer replies, why not both? And Van says... You can have a tattoo of a grove of trees when that grove is planted. Like, oh, what a demeaning <laughs> I thing just, to say. This is the most patronizing. Just, oh. Also, I um, love anti-fascist. Uh, you're not allowed a tattoo until you have donated to a charity that will plant a certain number of seedlings. Decided by me. Yeah. Yes. You're yeah. not allowed... To do what you want with your own body until you have done something that aligns with what I think good human behavior is. Yep. You're uh, quirky. You're a fucking asshole. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> anyway. Uh, this is why I didn't want to get into it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I, in this shout out, I want to shout out Thrill House, a new tattoo parlor opening in Brisbane owned by Daddy Nadine. Uh, uh, one of Australia's foremost shit posters who has temporarily <laughs> been zucked from Facebook. Uh, go check them out when lockdown in Brisbane is finished. And if you send Thrill House slash Nadine a screenshot of this exchange of Van being a dick, <laughs> she said that th- they would arrange a discount. And I would like to say, if you get a snack pod tattoo, we will donate to get, I don't know, a couple dozen trees planted. Uh, so, you know, don't do oh, it. It's a bad okay. idea. But if you do... We'll 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 plant some trees. Uh, or if you choose, we could just tweet aggressively at Van Badham if we haven't been blocked already. But donate stage. a tree. Uh, one 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 tree <laughs> equals one passive aggressive tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Only the first three will get trees planted because then we will be blocked. Yes. Sir. Anyway, okay. N- now it is time for shit post of the week. Yeah, I've given it to Craig Kelly this week. 
normally we don't talk about international politics, but um, as we uh, alluded to at the beginning of the show, there has actually been a little bit of international politics happening. Wait, what? Um, well, I guess it's less. It's it's just politics happening overseas as opposed it's to domestic politics in the United States in a different yeah. place. Yeah, in the yeah. U.S. So you probably, I imagine, most people are familiar <laughs> with the fact that President Trump has been refusing to accept the results of the election, says that the election was stolen, uh, completely baseless, claims of electoral fraud, blah, blah, blah. And uh, in, a, in a twist that many, many, many people saw coming, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. his, <laughs> his supporters um, stormed the actual, like, actual capital building like they actually <laughs> yeah broke the windows of, of the, the federal US government government building yeah broke broke inside and took photos on the floor of the house and it's like it's it's wild and it's also funny and it's also very scary because it was mm. like people died the cops killed at least one protester somebody was trampled to death a cop was beaten to death with a fire extinguisher yeah like, it it did get pretty real Although, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about how, like, pathetic the police response was and... Slash you know, how much they participated and were, like, they were literally off-duty capital police involved the and yeah. taking selfies with them, whatnot. Yep. Of course, yeah. And it could the, easily the... have become a terrifying actual coup. I think the real issue is that Trump is... And this has been kind of the threat the entire time of his presidency, right? Is that he's got this base of activated, angry, potentially violent supporters. Mm. Um, and it just needed him to activate them, basically. And he has intermittently done that for, like, electoral gain slash the sake of his ego. But I think he's fundamentally too, like, lazy and not politically aware basically to actually lead an insurrection and crown himself the emperor of like the new american kingdom or whatever like that it's just a lot requires of a lot of follow-through and yeah. like uh, and uh, he showed immediately in the wake of this that he just doesn't have that like, right he, right you know he was eventually pressured into repudiating the Riots. For literally the first time ever in his entire presidency, he repudiated his followers. Yeah, which is yeah never happens. I mean, and and not initially. He was you know no no these and, and half people. We love you. Yeah, and he it was very he was like like it, it, there was still fraud. Yeah, and he's exactly, and he's it was very clear that it was one of those occasions where he was being made to say the stuff, but but it it very much sounded like his lawyers got in the room with him and I'm like, look, if you didn't say this, we actually can't protect you. I um, reckon Biden promised him a pardon or something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, he was mm -hmm. like, I won't pardon you if you don't call them off in some way. Um, that said, um, his, what was the closest he's come to a concession speech. I'm pretty, I sent you this before we started recording Zach, but there's like this um, terrifying image of some like QAnon baker going through this speech by Trump line by line and explaining why actually he didn't say anything about conceding. And it it's oh. just like so desperately sad. But then the oh, comments are people yeah. being like, oh, that actually makes so much sense. Thanks. I was trying to figure out what was going on here. Thank you for, for explaining. Yeah, Trump doing the exact opposite of what QAnon says he will do is built into the conspiracy theory. Absolutely the true. plan. That's one of their main, yeah. Yeah. whenever anything looks like it's, you know, go, not going our way, just trust the plan. That's one of their major catchphrases. But anyway, yeah. all this has happened. The shit post of the week goes to a, f a Facebook post about the, you know, what do you want to call it? An attempted coup, I guess. Sure. Uh, from, Liberal Member of Parliament, Craig Kelly. And if you don't know who he is, he's a member for lucky. Hughes in New South Wales. Yeah, lucky you. He was elected in 2010. He's part of the right faction in the Liberal Party. And he is a very well-established climate denier. He is also a COVID conspiracy guy and was, like, touting the benefits of hydroxychloroquine. While also I saying that the virus doesn't exist and also that the Chinese government created it. 
Yeah, he's real just like... He's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, he's a conspiracy theorist. Every shit position that you could have possibly imagined somebody to hold on like any of the major current mm. events over the last few years, Craig Kelly holds it. Which uh, is really a great lead-in to this shit post. Yeah, and that's exactly what this is. So he posted on Facebook, basically in support of President Trump. Here's what he wrote. What's the greater threat to democracy? And Noon, uh, he's written three options here. Okay. So um, I'll leave a little space for you to pontificate on each option before you enter your fi- give your final answer. Which one is the uh, worst? Okay, sure. Number one. A small group of protesters overdoing it and invading Parliament for a short period of time and then leaving, enabling the Parliament to recommence shortly after. (laughs) Okay. Look, I'll be honest with you, that doesn't sound like a huge threat to democracy. Should that be an accurate description of what has occurred? (laughs) However, (laughs) I do know, personally, many people who have been literally dragged out of Parliament for shouting one time. Mm. Like the Australian Parliament, uh, yeah. so and also the American Parliament. Yeah, so so I reckon maybe Craig Kelly might have a different opinion about whether or not this was a great threat to democracy. If there was, say, someone who wanted windmills mm. involved, no, but they, as we know, they chop up many birds. Mm-hmm. Number two, a social media giant censoring and shutting down mm-hmm. the account of a democratically elected leader. Mm-hmm. and deceptive misleading the public for the reason for the censorship and silencing by uh, falsely uh-huh. implying he was inciting violence when was actually pleading we have to have peace that's sick you know yeah, okay. it's verbatim <laughs> we, we, yeah uh I'm a little confused, Um, (laughs) but yeah, like, I mean, I guess censoring and shutting down the account of a democratic electoral leader sounds like a bit of a threat to democracy, like in the abstract, like if, with no other information about this situation. (laughs) Well, you do have more information though, it's Trump getting his Twitter account deleted, which is... For treason. Objectively, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like treason against the American government. Uh, And and, and blatant lies. Like, yeah, no. Uh, All Craig has to do to make this all sound completely reasonable is just strip out any of the specificity or details. (laughs) Yeah. Or, number three, Uh neo-fascists and Marxists Mm -hmm. engaged in a highly coordinated false flag operation by infiltrating the protest and invading the parliament so the world's media would falsely blame and discredit Trump supporters. Hmm. That one sounds fine to me. That one doesn't sound like a threat to democracy. Not like a threat? Great! Nah, as a Marxist, and therefore neo-fascist, this sounds like a great direction to take democracy in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also posted a link to an article saying that a facial recognition firm had, like, confirmed that... And I, I hate saying it this way, but it's it's a story about what's happening in America, so I'm yeah. going to say Antifa. Yeah. Um, that uh, that this facial recognition rec- recognition company had confirmed that Antifa had infiltrated the protest, <laughs> uh-huh. a claim which was then very quickly withdrawn by that firm and has been completely debunked. It was total yep. fucking bullshit. So Craig went back and edited his post to to admit that the claim had been withdrawn by the facial recognition company, but he was like, there was lots of other evidence of Antifa being the actual ones committing the violence. And he posted this paragraph, which I just completely lost my shit at. Um, a video on social media also seems to show people wearing Trump Make America Great Again paraphernalia shouting, Antifa! Antifa! As a man with some type of instrument tried to smash a window and break into the Capitol. Um, uh-huh. Just the image of, of people <laughs> chanting, like, I'm going to put on my fake the MAGA fake hat, hat. <laughs> and yell, Antifa, Antifa, as yeah, yeah. One, one guy climbs up the building, just Wait, like smashing but... a window. It, well, I it's mean, also he like the same to... person is both disguising themselves as a MAGA, and also yelling Antifa, like, being like, I am Antifa. Like, I don't know, like... It could be that he's trying to say that, like, people with MAGA hats were pointing at somebody doing violence and being like, Antifa! 
Antifa. That guy's Antifa. Or, or, but why wouldn't the quote be that person is Antifa instead of no, Antifa no. Like chanting? It's clearly what he's saying is there are people who are Antifa people, and as we all know, what they do is shout Antifa, Antifa, <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're disguising themselves club. as MAGA guys. And so what <laughs> they've done is they've put on the MAGA hat, but then they're doing what Antifa guys do, which is yell Antifa. They can't help it, themselves. It all makes perfect sense, Zach. That's the only <laughs> tactic they have. That and infiltrating democracy is part of a false flag. That and yelling Antifa is the only things they do. So it's the like it's in the the Antifa charter. The it's literally in the name. It's in the rules. <laughs> it's in the Antifa rules. Um, yeah, the, it's the ultimate like culmination of the idea that like Antifa is some special official club that you have registered right, membership right, right. to or whatever. And is that, that they you all get together and, and are like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Antifa. It's just I just really- well, it's I figure it's also like. His projection about what it means to be on his team is to yell like Trump, Trump. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Yeah. No, and it's like that's all the of whole worldview as well. Projection. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. you know, the, like, but these. And I really can't hate even... this phrase, but it, it it's infiltrated my brain. It's it's pure copium. It's yeah. extreme copium, and the comments under Craig Kelly's post like confirm that beyond a doubt and it's just yeah. out and out queuing on shit yeah. people commenting trust the plan which as i mentioned is a major queuing on like mm-hmm. catchphrase slogan or yeah. slogan uh people being like wow you're so brave for speaking out they'll be coming for you next uh we salute you sir all that kind of shit i mean this knob's facebook page is a slow cooker gently stewing racist aunties and uncles until they become fully-fledged QAnoners. Uh-huh. Craig yep. Kelly is a one-man publicly funded kook radicalization pipeline. Mm-hmm. That's... And he's yep. just a member of the Australian Parliament. Yep. And the government, <laughs> specifically. And the government, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I'm sure you can imagine that Scott Morrison was um, outraged by this. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Well, he's a yeah. man of principle. Who's he's never he's associated got, with He's QAnon, got several, so. at least one principle, if not more. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was asked about whether he was chill with actual literal members of his of the Australian government spreading flagrant conspiracy theory bullshit, he answered, "It's a free country." Yep. Literally. Yep. That's, that's literally what he said. Let's uh, let's just let's let's play a little clip. Let's have a listen to that. But will you condemn conspiracy theories being promoted by members of your own government? You know, Australia's a free country. There's such a thing as freedom of speech in this country. And that will continue. Uh, and then he ended the press conference. Uh, which, uh, yeah, I think just a real indicator of the level of political discourse mm-hmm. in this country. That the actual Prime Minister responds to journalists with the same comeback that Year 4 kids have been using forever. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> But earlier in the press conference, uh, here's what he said about the situation in the States. We hope for a peaceful and stable transition of government to the new administration elected by the American people. This is a difficult time for the United States. Clearly, they are a great friend of Australia and they're one of the world's greatest democracies. Um, I actually do have a clip of that. Oh, yeah. Of Australia being, of America being one of the world's greatest democracies. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, sounds democratic as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, repeatedly refused to condemn Trump, though. Um, and here's a couple of quotes, all from the same press conference, um, that uh, Scott Morrison said when asked to give his opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to offer a running commentary on what should be happening in the United States. Look, I'm not going to offer any more comment than the one I've already made on this issue. It's not for me to offer commentary on other leaders. I don't do that, out of respect for those nations. And finally... I noted the president's message this morning to tell people to go home peacefully, mm-hmm. which is, and even certainly maybe, an interpretation of what happened. That's like, yeah. Again, all he has to do to make Trump sound reasonable is not mention anything else that he said yeah. in that same or any message. events of the last four years. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, it's like not exactly surprising that these like stooges who claim to believe wholeheartedly in the rule of law mm-hmm. never seem to be able to apply that principle to themselves or their mates. Mm, uh, it's yep. like pretty difficult to picture Morrison being quite so coy about a similar situation For in sure. any other country, basically. But like, you know, I think that in general people have been like, oh, wow, it's outrageous that he wouldn't condemn this guy from his own party saying all of this absolutely flagrantly bullshit conspiracy stuff. But if you consider that Morrison doesn't actually think that Trump has done anything wrong, mm. he's still very happy to support him. It follows that he's totally comfortable with pro- Craig Kelly spreading pro-Trump conspiracy bullshit. Like, it reminds me why would he punish a- him? Yeah, it, it reminds me of a meme. Uh, I think Hugh Alistair, friend, uh, confidant, member of Outer Sanctum, Hugh Alistair, uh, sent me that was like um, the the bus driver from The Simpsons being like, "Don't make me tap the sign," and the sign says like, um, pointing out hypocrisy to conservatives never works. They don't care, and it's just a form of intellectual masturbation for progressives. Um, yeah, and yeah, I think I that's think right. That's it's true. like it, yeah. it has been teardrop Twitter being like. How could Morrison not condemn Kelly, his good mate, who he agrees with about nearly everything? Like, yeah, it's yeah. the exact opposite of surprising. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but I guess the other the the flip side of that equation is like, okay, so what are you what are you saying that like if he did condemn Craig Kelly or did denounce Trump? that that would make any kind of material difference to the situation. Right, like, right, right. All the, like, it's an appeal to Some political civility. Fantasy That's what it is. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's or, like, or like the idea- he should be condemning this because these people are undermining the democratic systems. And-, and And the idea that when you say something is bad, that fixes it to some extent or, like, prevents it from happening. It's like this, like, yeah, marketplace of ideas logic. about what you actually think. Right, right. Which we know is not true of politicians in general, conservative politicians in particular, and this (laughs) conservative politician especially Especially, in particular. What he says doesn't fucking matter. It has nothing to do with what he's doing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't think we have to say anything more about that. It's Scott Morrison and Craig Kelly doing exactly what they have always done and what they promise to do into the future. It's about as on brand um, as it can get. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I think we should finish up now. I did want to talk about Barkley McGain, but it's probably better for everyone if we didn't. But um, he has hilariously come out against the conspiracy theorists and all so of his brave. friends and followers are like, bruh, you're so fucking wrong. Or I don't know. It's just funny seeing Barkley McGain, well-known conservative shitbag, being like the reasonable one, being like, nah. Trump's kind of done. Anyway, yep, that's it. But um, couldn't pass it over entirely. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, that brings us to the business section, which we will do a little bit of business before we tell you about what our dogs have been up to. In our They're very day. good and cute boys, so you might show. like to stick around for that. A couple of sulky cuties. Uh, first off, we got a review this week. Um, Woo-woo. Or... Potentially, it was a couple of weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. Um, but uh, this one was from Cal on Apple Podcasts. They said, saved me from centrism. They gave us five stars. Nice. Review says, 1,000 out of 10, very cool. Which is an extremely kind review. Thank you it very is. much, Cal. Thank yeah. you for listening and thanks for reviewing us. And if you, listener, like what we do and you haven't left us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else where you can do it, We'd really appreciate it. It helps people find the show and it makes us feel good. Or if you have and we haven't mentioned it on the show, send us a message because we probably haven't seen it on whatever weird app that you use for whatever reason. But uh, we appreciate it nonetheless and would love to know about it. So, yeah. We do. Also, if you particularly enjoy the show, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash ospolsnackpod and for one US dollar a month, you get a bonus monthly episode. Um, help us get to 100 patrons and we will release more than half a second of of the theme song remix Uh, I I can't I have heard it and it is really good so (laughs) hop on board yeah I watched a whole YouTube tutorial about how to make drum and bass and um, nice and it didn't go to waste giving away too much already Um, Mm. 
Also, follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's it, right? Yeah, there's there's literally nothing else called anything even remotely like Ozpol Snackpod, so you should be able to find us pretty easily. Yeah, it's just Ozpol Snackpod at any of those websites. All of the things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably it for the business. Yeah. 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 All right. Now it's time for a So, how has Bagel been, little Bagel Boy? Oh, look, honestly, he had a bit of a rough Christmas period. Um, We had guests round, um, Mm. and, you know, he tried to attack one of them, which was not not great. The guest was fine, Bagel was upset, and, like, you know, a couple, couple of days in a row of, like, visitors and stuff. So, yeah, he had, he had a stressful couple of days, unfortunately. I gave him lots okay. of disgusting snacks to make up for it. But, um... Nice. Yeah, he's been... He's doing a lot better the last few days, and, um, I've been getting back into our, like, training routine. So, yeah, uh, he's, he's been calmer looking at dogs. Yeah, no, he's generally doing pretty well. Summer's a good time for him. He's just, like, too hot to get up to too much nuisance. So, like, <laughs> yeah. he's just, like, sleeps all day, and then, yeah, it's great. Great for everyone. Yeah, Dante's very similar because, well, mm. he's black. And mm, yeah, of course. He just he just gets overheated, like, extremely Instantly. easily, yeah. which is very convenient for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's had an okay Christmas time. I think we, um, uh, he, he stayed with, like, a dog sitter mm-hmm. while we were away for a few days over Christmas. Um, and... I think that he probably objectively had a great time because sure. <laughs> that person had nothing to do but hang out with Dante and give him treats and take him for walks. Yeah. Um, and when we came home, he was like really, really, really excited to see us. And That's adorable. Really, yeah. really jumpy and clingy. And then after about 10 minutes of that was like, I will never forgive you for leaving me. <laughs> and has just been basically sulking ever so since. Funny. With brief bursts of whenever we come home from somewhere, being like, "Woo, I haven't oh, been left fuck. alone." Yeah, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. By the way, did oh, I mention "fuck boy. you" for all time? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, my housemate when they come back from being away for a little while. Their cat Noodle will like go and sit on their bag, and, uh, and like I think the idea is that like the bag is associated with leaving. So if I sit on the bag, they can't go. Um, Smart. But like he sat there for like. Tactic. 12 to 18 hours at a time and like they can't unpack or like they're like i really need my shoes and the cat's just like no you will what not are enter you gonna do about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> anyway that's what the dog's cool. been up to um i hope this was an entertaining and or informative first episode back for 2021 mm-hmm. for you noon i had a great time i hope our listeners didn't me too. I I also hope they did. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we're back on the horse. We're bringing you new episodes weekly from here on out for the rest of the year. And uh, keep on snacking in the free world. I couldn't think of anything else to say there. Fuck 2021, crunch, crunch. Ah. Fuck the corona. This one's going out <laughs> to the corona. <laughs> Maybe we just uh, put the whole rest of that clip at the end. <laughs> Okay.